Before we dive into today's podcast, I'd like to take a moment to remind you that this content is intended for general purposes only and should not be used to substitute professional medical advice. Always seek the advice of your medical service practitioner based on your unique needs. This is Kelly, your nutritional nerd, bringing you the health news you want to hear for the week of June 7th, 2021. I hope everyone out there is doing fine. What we are going to be talking about today is a continuation of our theme on mental health. Why? Well, May was Mental Health Awareness Month. And if you'd like to learn more, be sure to uh, look back on our previous podcasts where you'll find the difference between mental health and mental illness, as well as which neurotransmitters are related to mental health. But as we wrap up our series on mental health this week, we're going to take a closer look at what actionable steps you can take today to boost your mental health. Specifically, we're going to explore some of the natural foods and supplements that can help increase those key neurotransmitters that are involved in mental health. First, we'll back up just a little bit and talk about neurotransmitters. If you missed the discussion about neurotransmitters in our last podcast, I'll just fill you in briefly. Neurotransmitters are one of the many factors that play a role in mental health, especially in terms of our stress and mood. Neurotransmitters can be considered brain chemicals, and they happen to be made from amino acids, which are proteins. They transmit information between nerve cells, which enables our neurons to communicate with each other. Neurons relay messages from our central nervous system, which includes our brain and spinal cord, to everywhere in our bodies, and then back again using a combination of both electrical and chemical signals. Each neurotransmitter has its role to play in this process, but the three key ones involved in mental health, stress, and moods are serotonin, dopamine, and norepinephrine. I'm sure you've heard of at least two of those, if not all three by now. Now, the role of neurotransmitters in mental health. Well, in order to consider what role they play, we need to consider what they are. Serotonin can also be called 5-hydroxytryptamine or 5-HT. It's essential for memory, our stress response, and helps us process our emotions. Um, As we mentioned in our last podcast, serotonin is made from one of the building blocks of protein, one of the amino acids called tryptophan. Next up is norepinephrine. It's abbreviated NE. This is another neurotransmitter involved in the stress response, and it's one of the most significant components of our fight, flight, or freeze reaction. When we're stressed or feel anxious, our brain quickly releases norepinephrine. Its presence allows blood to rush into our muscles and heart so we can escape the perceived danger if need be. Now, norepinephrine is made from another one of these key neurotransmitters, dopamine. And dopamine, you guessed it, is the third key neurotransmitter involved in mental health that we're going to be discussing today. It's considered the motivation molecule. 
it helps us seek out rewards, it shapes our behavior, and is related to moods, working memory, and cognitive flexibility. So if you ever feel unmotivated to complete a task, or even start the task in the first place, your dopamine levels might be low. And dopamine is made in our, in our bodies from an amino acid called tyrosine. But how are these three neurotransmitters involved in stress and mental health? Well, if we think about stress, it can be anything physical or psychological that challenges our body's ability to maintain homeostasis or balance and optimal health. The list of possible stressors is way too long to mention, but one thing that stresses our body, and most people never even consider it, is systemic inflammation. When inflammation becomes chronic, then stress in our systems become chronic. And when stress becomes a regular part of our everyday life, as in the case for an increasingly large number of people, then our entire body system can break down. When this happens, mental health concerns can manifest. The most common uh, mental health concerns are depression and anxiety. If you've ever experienced anxiety or depression, then you know how challenging they can be to deal with. When we're depressed, we could have persistent feelings of sadness, loss of interest, emptiness, or an irritable mood that can significantly affect our ability to function. Even daily tasks can become challenging. If you've ever wondered what causes depression, unfortunately, I can't give you a great answer because the answer is quite complex, but there are many possible contributors like genetics, hormones, uh, stress, and emotional loss. But more likely, it's a combination of these factors or other ones combined with our individual circumstances that might lead to depression. Research over the years has looked into the structure and function of the brain, including neurotransmitters, to help us understand how it controls moods, emotions, and mental health. And every individual is unique. So this is something I also want to stress, that each person is different and every or not everyone will benefit from the same treatments. But that being said, there are some generalities to consider. Um, some of the things that people may have in common are deficiencies of serotonin, norepinephrine, dopamine, or a combination of deficiencies in two or all three of these neurotransmitters. So if you struggle with a mental health disorder like anxiety, or depression, or OCD, you know, what can you do about it? Well, some people claim that medication is the answer. And in reality, many people may benefit from medications that keep serotonin in circulation. These would be something like an SSRI, but others don't. Why? Well, there could be other elements at play, including the roles of dopamine, norepinephrine, and lifestyle factors as well. So I just want to take a second and throw a little interjection in here for you. If you do think you might have depression 
anxiety, or any other brain or mental health concern, please see your licensed healthcare professional or functional medicine doctor. You might also want to consult a neuronutritionist like me to help you figure out what to eat because food can either act as the best medicine for your condition or the worst poison for your brain. So let's now take a look at some of the things you can do or try on your own. And we'll start by taking a look at a place many people don't think to look in your kitchen. Let's take a look at some of the best foods and supplements that can help. Well, as we already talked about, neurotransmitters are made from amino acids, which are the building blocks of protein. So is there any evidence that eating more of or supplementing with these amino acids can help improve brain or mental health? Absolutely. It makes sense then that some people will gain benefit from the right foods and supplements. According to Dr. Richard Wortman at MIT, who's involved in numerous studies on nutrition and the brain, the nutrients in foods are precursors to neurotransmitters. And depending on the amount of precursors present in the food you eat, either more or less of a particular neurotransmitter is produced. Well, what are they? Let's take a look first at serotonin. As mentioned, the amino acid tryptophan is converted in our bodies into serotonin. In order to do so, our bodies require iron and vitamins B2 and B6 for the conversion of tryptophan into serotonin in order to allow that to take place. We need to have enough of these nutrients um, tryptophan, iron, vitamin B12, or sorry, vitamin B2, and vitamin B6 before any serotonin can be produced. Where do we get these nutrients? Well, they are abundant in many natural foods. So lots of foods contain the amino acid tryptophan. Some of them include eggs, uh, tofu, soy, sesame seeds, sunflower seeds, turkey, uh, spirulina, and cod. And if you do eat a wholesome whole foods diet, you should get enough of all of your essential amino acids from food. But many people don't. Mounting evidence shows that eating more foods containing tryptophan can help with brain and mental health. Iron. Well, iron can be found naturally in foods like beets, figs, asparagus, raisins, shellfish, eggs, leafy greens, and pumpkin seeds. Vitamin B2, another one of the precursors required to convert tryptophan into serotonin, can be found in things like eggs, almonds, legumes, mushrooms, broccoli, avocados, asparagus, and spinach. And just as a side note here that there are some added benefits of consuming more vitamin B2 because that it is considered an antioxidant and has abilities to help produce energy. Vitamin B6 can also be found in lots of different foods like poultry, peas, spinach, beans, potatoes, oats, bananas, wheat germ, nuts, organ meats, and some fish. And in terms of supplements, one supplement in particular to consider is sometimes refer, uh, is recommended to increase serotonin. It's 5-HTP. Tryptophan, which is the amino acid 
is naturally converted into 5-HTP, which is then converted into serotonin. Now there has been some research that's, that shows promise for 5-HTP supplementation in helping with moods and anxiety, but even though the evidence is strong, more work needs to be done. And I also want to throw a cautionary note out there for you that 5-HTP um, may work on some of the same um, pathways as current medications that you're taking and it might interact. So if before considering supplementing with 5-HTP, please speak to your functional medical, medical doctor or pharmacist before taking any kind of mood boosting supplement like this. Okay, next in line are foods and supplements to help boost norepinephrine and dopamine. So remember, uh, dopamine is used to create norepinephrine. So because they both come from the amino acid called tyrosine, we can supplement with foods containing tyrosine. So lots of foods contain it like eggs, tofu, soy, spirulina, parmesan cheese, romano cheese, peanuts, cod, and sesame seeds. And just like with tryptophan, ideally you'd get enough of all of your essential amino acids from food. Also with tryptophan, the answer is that eating more of these foods can help mental illnesses in some cases. Studies have shown that increasing the amount of tyrosine in the body may not result in substantial increases in norepinephrine or dopamine, but it can help with brain and or mental health, health symptoms in some people. L-tyrosine supplements can also be helpful, but really only if there is a deficiency in L-tyrosine. So if a deficiency does exist, then taking L-tyrosine can improve cognition and reduce memory loss during short-term physical stress. But it's really unclear whether it helps with uh, non-stressed memory loss, long-term stress, or fatigue. Plus, there is actually something else that we can do, something else natural that can help improve our brain health, mental health, and increase the neurotransmitters in our system, whether deficiencies exist or not. If you are interested in what this is, pay attention. It's exercise. Back in 1969, a researcher found that physically unfit people were more depressed than fit people. And I think we could probably still see this as being relevant today. The study was the first, this is again in 1969, this is the first time that anybody looked at the link between exercise and mental health. It was groundbreaking at the time and sparked decades of further research. So we're learning more and more about the effects that physical activity has on the functions of our brains and our moods. Well, regular exercise reduces symptoms or slows the progression of stress, depression, anxiety, dementia, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, and autism. Some studies show that for certain types of depression, regular exercise might be as effective as medication or psychological therapy. Both strength training and aerobic training have been shown to have positive effects on people with depression. Some researchers say that moderate intensity aerobic training 
and high intensity strength training may be the most effective exercises to provide positive mental and brain health benefits. If exercise can help with brain and mental health, well, what does it have to do with neurotransmitters? Well, regular exercise can protect the nervous system and increase metabolism, oxygenation, and blood flow to the brain. Exercise also improves our mood by activating specific brain areas and induces the release of neurotransmitters and other brain chemicals as well. These kind of chemicals can motivate us to continue to exercise regularly, help stimulate new neurons, and result in improved neuroplasticity. And if you're not sure what that is, neuroplasticity is the word that represents the ability of our brain to change itself or grow new neurons. People who exercise also tend to have lower levels of the stress hormone cortisol than people who tend to be more sedentary. And all of these benefits of exercise are positive, not only for brain health in general, but for our mental health as well. Animal studies show too that exercise increases the feel-good brain chemicals called endorphins and also affects the production and release of those three key neurotransmitters we talked about, serotonin, norepinephrine, and dopamine. In rodents in particular, certain parts of the brain have higher levels of serotonin after exercise and frequent exercise or regular exercise increases the amount of serotonin produced and used in the brain. Similar to dopamine, exercise increases dopamine levels in different parts of animal brains as well. So if you've ever felt that exercise helps with your mood and memory, this may be partly due to its effect on dopamine. While regular exercise can promote mental health, excessive exercise or overtraining on the other hand, may have adverse effects because it increases our stress response, maybe a little bit too much. If there's a lot of pressure to perform well, it can be detrimental to mental health as well, as seen among a lot of elite athletes. Well, as we wrap up today, I'll just do a quick summary of the things that we talked about in this podcast. Neurotransmitters are key chemicals that our neurons use to communicate with each other. They're made from amino acids, and they are essential for optimal brain and mental health. Eating and supplementing with key amino acids might help if you happen to struggle with a mental health disorder. But there is something else that can help, and that's regular exercise. Regular exercise is a way to boost our moods and ability to think and remember well. It does this by improving the blood and oxygen flow to the brain. It stimulates our brain's ability to change itself, and it has positive effects on brain chemicals, including neurotransmitters. As always, Thank you for listening today. I value your feedback. Let me know what you think by dropping me a line or commenting on this podcast so we can start the conversation. I also welcome you to join my YouTube channel if you haven't already done so. Search uh, Kelly Aiello in YouTube for uh, my channel where I talk about all things brain related and 
I am on a mission to help you get a better brain. Thanks for listening. Stay well.